Hi, I'm Steve from The Rooted Podcast, and I hope you can join me every weekday for a five-minute or less devotional word study or insight into Scripture to add to your day. Welcome to Fruit Snacks. Hey everyone, wanted to look at some Bible background today that takes some Old Testament terminology and thought and applies it to a New Testament passage. And the connection might not be obvious at first, but I think after we spend some time in background, it's going to make a lot of sense. And hopefully it's going to shed some new light on a passage for you that you may not have considered before. So the background concept in the Old Testament is actually the Leviathan or the behemoth. And What's really interesting is that most Old Testament scholars at this point are in agreement that the Leviathan or the behemoth weren't being described as as dinosaurs or as plesiosaurs or as any actual animal or creature that was in existence at the time. Rather, the Leviathan is a symbol because we see this not only in Hebrew culture and literature, but all throughout the ancient Near East. The Leviathan was a symbol of chaos, and in almost all ancient creation stories, this idea of a great sea dragon or Leviathan being conquered by the head god or head deity to establish order and to bring order out of chaos is a common theme. And so in the Bible, what we see is that Leviathan, the name given for chaos personified is almost always associated with the sea. And that's that makes sense because in the ancient mind, the sea is a place of great uncertainty. It's a place of chaos and often a place of death. And so it makes sense that a sea creature, a chaotic force would be associated with the sea itself. But what's also interesting is that in a lot of ancient thinking, the head deity was also not only bringing chaos out of the sea and all those swirling forces out there, but that he was also the one primarily in control of the seasons, the weather, the predictability of each year and the cycles that it brought, the plant growth and things like that, but also the order of predictable seasons, but also even to a further extent, being able to control the weather and to keep it at bay. And in the Baal-worshipping religions in the Old Testament, Baal is actually a storm god. And so there's a direct correlation to Baal's supposed ability to control the weather. Now, what does that all have to do with the New Testament passage? Well, in Mark chapter 4 is a pretty famous story that Jesus and the disciples are out on the Sea of Galilee and a storm arises And it's so bad that these experienced fishermen and sailors are afraid that the boat is going to capsize and sink, that it's it's really bad. And what's Jesus doing? He's asleep because of course he is. And so they wake him up and they say, don't you care that we're going to die? And Jesus gets up and he looks at the storm and he says, peace, be still. And immediately it obeys him. And the disciples are amazed. They say, who is this? Right? They... But in the Hebrew mind, there was only one person who could do that, and that was Yahweh. Because way back in the Old Testament, even in the ancient Near Eastern cultures thinking, the sea, the chaos, 
the wind, the weather. There's only one person who can control that, who can bring that kind of order out of chaos, and it is God. It's the Most High. And so by asking the question, obviously they're they're in awe, they're in wonder, but what's being implied in the passage is, well, we should know the answer. It has to be Yahweh. He's the only one who could do this. He's the only one who could calm the wind, who could calm the sea. And the significance of Jesus being able to do that and the messaging that Jesus is sending can't be overstated. It would have been very clear in the mind of anyone who was familiar with the culture. 